You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. David Solomon, he was he was telling us, wait for the hook. And I was wondering, is there like a pineapple theme? Is there going to be a pineapple reference here? Because we're here at Schnucks on Arsenal for Pineapple Apalooza. 99 cents per pineapple, 5 bucks for a case, a beautiful display of 19,650 pineapples, a world record broken. Take your pictures. They got face paint for the kids, activities, samples, Charlie Marlowe, Jim Hewer, and look who's arrived. Martin, the pineapple king, kill never point. misses the pineapple. When there's pineapple palooza, I mean, first the cup, then pools. We've had the parades. Now pineapples. We've been saying rank them. Well, two weeks ago was the parade. That was big. Pools and now pineapples. Wow. Three peas all wow. in a row. We kept saying, what's going to happen this weekend? Other than a shilty mini rant, we haven't had much. So pineapple palooza. I'm not going to miss this, guys. And by the way, on my timesheet, Jimmy, I'll put down for a full day. But I believe I'm clocking in. You ever have jobs as a kid? You had to clock in, and your buddy would clock you in, or Chuck probably. Listen, let me tell you. No, Best Buy. I worked at Best Buy for about six months before I was, let's say, I don't know if terminated is the right word, but fired I, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Just kind of taken off the schedule. But I feel like you had to really clock in, and that lunch. You know, if you were thirty-two minutes <laughs> instead of the thirty. I had a dilemma. My first job out of college, I was a laborer for an insulation company, interning for an NBC station in Milwaukee, trying to get a job, and I knew the owners of the company. But the guys I worked with had been there a couple of years. They weren't really, like, fans of ownership or management. (laughs) So they might go to the bar at, like, 3 o'clock, and they'd say, you take the truck back and clock us all out. (laughs) And I'm like, well... I don't. I'm kind of in a tough spot here. Not going to be the mole, but I also kind of know the owners. And then after about six months, you know, I became one of them. Like, hey, we'll get the new guy to clock me <laughs> yeah, out. There you go. And I went in for. A, I I don't remember. I you know it was it was a little above minimum wage, whatever it was. I was just trying to get that TV job. You're spending all your time sending resumes out, but I went in and asked for a raise, and I went. I asked for a dollar more an hour which I would never do now in sports radio. But I did this back then, and the guy was the owner's brother ran the thing. And I knew the owner better than the brother. But I I go in there, and I give him my spiel, how I had not missed a day of work, and I'd been on time and all this stuff. It takes like 10 seconds. Oh, is that all you want is down work? Oh, that's fine. I said, did I I undersell? He goes, oh, yeah. He goes, you're our best employee. And I said, well, I've only been here a few months. you know. And he said, well, you've never stolen anything. He said, you show up on time. He said, you're not drinking on the job? I said, eh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but he basically said, you're the best employee we've ever had. He said, I hate to see hate to see you get a job. And I eventually did and moved away. I had no idea my value just by showing, showing up, up and not stealing anything. May I tell a quick similar type of story? 
in Toledo, Ohio. Only if it's with you terminated. Hopefully. No, I actually, I worked this place for a long time. But it was a general store called the Andersons. They literally have everything from anything to fix your home to an outdoor nursery to okay. a great deli and, and yep. all that produce. I start in the outdoor nursery where I'm loading trees and mulch and rocks into people's trucks and all that. It's kind of a fun job, actually, you get tips. You know, you put the stuff in people's trucks. Literally the first week, manager's gone. A couple of the workers who clearly didn't care, they're like, hey, we're going to have some fun. They go in the store, and they requisition, so they buy supplies from the store to create, I'm being serious here, a huge three-man slingshot. They got they got the rubber. They got a, they got a, a carpet square. I mean, they... They were like MacGyver making this, and they go, let's go to the produce section, get all the old radishes and fruit, and launch fruit into the parking lot. That was my first week. And, again, this is peer pressure, so I had to do it for these guys. I would never do that at Schnucks, no. especially for Pineapple Palooza. But, again, I mean, I was a great kid and a great worker, and they, they forced me to partake you in got this. Yeah, taken down the, the, the But bats. I worked there for four years. Wow. I could see to Charlie. To the dark side for Charlie. I could see you being the guy, anytime you're in trouble, it's like, well, they made me. <laughs> well, well, the older guys. Listen, it was their idea. I probably should have said no, but it was my first week, and it was kind of fun. It happens. It happens. Guys, good to be with you. Pineapple Palooza 50-55 yeah. Arsenal. Uh, I was down at the Blues doing some interviews. It's a, it's a weird world where it's almost July. And we're chasing Blues interviews all over. So i got to get it? this guy. i got to get this guy. I do have a, a cup update for you. Is it downtown, by the way? The cup is about to leave town. It's about to begin the parade with players and coaches. And first up will be the chief, Craig Berube, taking it to Callahoo, Alberta, this weekend. Wow. Quick. Uh, I did ask him. I said, town of about 200? That's Wikipedia. He said, oh, no, it's not that big. <laughs> he said it's more like in the 80s. Susie died the other day, so it's, uh, <laughs> numbers are a little off at this point. Uh, and my question to you, the panel, probably not a lot of text time left here as I step in in the ninth inning to close this thing out, what cup party would you like to be a part of? Ooh. I mean, if you were with Tarasenko, you'd be in Russia. It would be kind of a unique experience. Yeah. I feel like the three Swedish players, because now you're in Sweden in the middle of the summer, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. But is there a cup party I think the chief in a town of 200 or 80 people might be rather novel. It's about a half hour from Edmonton. It would be like but just going that. to a family reunion, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, just. He said we got a barn at one point. He said, well, about 200 people at the barn. He said, you know, we'll have some food. We'll have some beer. Keeps that it sounds simple. like fun. Yeah. You know, the other day, Pat Maroon was at Bush Stadium for Stanley Cup night. And when asked about that, he basically said, look, because I'm from St. Louis in Oakville, St. Louis is going to have so many opportunities to be with the Cup you know, for the parade, it's going to be around St. Louis for the next year at least. So he said he's going to spend that time instead of taking it for everybody to see because everybody here has those opportunities. He's just going to hang out with his friends and family right. and kind of spend the cup, uh, spend the day with the cup there. That's where. See, I would have said because I think Pat Maroon, he can party. Party he can get wise, after yeah. I was going to say who's the biggest party? So, that's the one I want to. So now, well, that's, that's a long list. <laughs> I think it could be though, like a Fabry, like a Sunquist, young guy. Robert Thomas in Canada, you can drink at 19, take it up there. Yeah, it seemed to be holding him back here in these It was Canadian rules. It was Canadian rules. I'm telling you, when I turned 19, we'd drive up to Windsor and Canadian have a rules. heck of a time, put about 10 people in one hotel room, everybody throws in about 8 bucks. Is that when you were terminated the next day after that Probably road true. trip? Seems like they could tie together. I, don't, I think going to Sweden or going to Russia to see how those countries react 
to the cup would be sort of interesting. That would be neat. Uh, um, Doug Armstrong's going to take it to his dad, who we've read the stories, right. has dementia. That's cool. But is a Hall of Fame linesman from his days in the NHL, I'm sure. And I said to Army, you're pretty stoic. I'm guessing that's going to be an emotional exchange. So it, apparently, though, it's leaving town this weekend and won't be back in town till September. And then there may be some more appearances with the team doing events in town. But to Charlie's point, you know, be here the next year, I was told at the end of September, it's gone. They take it back. It goes to the Hall oh, of really? Fame. Yeah, that's and a it? Lot, that's all you get? And a lot of the Blues personnel thought, we've waited 50. got to give it back? Apparently, if you want to do like a replica thing, you can, but the official cup will be gone by huh, October. That's interesting. Text line, yep. 855-282-8255. Doug's prison wallet saying, I'd go to wherever Edmondson is taking it. I think that dude is going to flat get that's after it. Call. Yeah, that's another good call. I not because it's a party, but I would like to see Alex Steen and his dad both get to hang out with the Cup. Because his dad was an unbelievable player. Underrated because he played behind Dale Howardchuck all those years. And I would like to see, hey, Dad, look, we got this. Plus you're in Sweden. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that too. That would be great. I would like to see that. Speaking of Swedes, Carl Gunnarsson yesterday. Two-year deal, $3.5 million bucks. We're going to talk about it a little bit before Martin sat down for uh, Pineapple Palooza. But I think that's kind of interesting because he was making $2.9 million a year for the previous three years. He's also 32, so you got to think, you know, approaching past his prime. And he only played 25 games coming off the ACL surgery. So when I'm reading articles that are saying it was a big hometown discount, I'm sure he wants to stay here. I just wonder how much more money he was going to get because, again, he wasn't going to get 2.9 as he's 32 now and he missed two-thirds of the season. But, I mean, he has, what, maybe now the, the biggest goal in Blues franchise history, yeah. the, the overtime game winner in Game 2 against Boston? The thing with this, and here's the danger, guys, because we saw it with the 2006 Cardinals. You can't bring everybody back. Otherwise, you're going to get old fast and you're going to end up with some issues. And Gunnarsson, it's a it's a cheap signing relatively for the cap, and it works well for the Blues. But as you pointed out, he's 32. Well, how much more does he have left? He's also been a guy who has been injury prone. And you mentioned, was it? He hasn't played that many games this year. He played 25 regular season See, games. See, that, that's not a lot. But he's the depth guy. And from the standpoint of you've got other young guys coming up, you're still going to need a veteran or two. So I like the signing, but you do have to watch. You just can't sit there and go, I'm going to bring everybody back because it just doesn't work out. Well, if anybody can be calculating or emotionless when it comes to those decisions, I would think it's Doug Armstrong, who, who we kind of just has said some of his great quotes with the killer instinct but also has a stoic personality. I think what we're kind of loosely talking about, too, is a Pat Maroon right. where it's an emotional decision. You ask the fans – it's 100%. you got to bring them back. Now, in the front office, they might say it's not 100%. And, in fact, we've got some young guys that have slowly emerged here, whether it's Barbashev, Sunquist, Sanford, Sammy Blay, guys that we think have some upside. And Army did say, because Pat and I have been talking, and we said let's get to July 1st, see what it looks like. I think that's code for if he can get a great offer or if he's getting some play out there, we're not going to stand in your way. Right. I think that. I think they're aware of that. And I will also say that Armstrong, I said, you know, can you really pay Bennington what it's going to cost and Jake Allen? You know, that's getting to be a lot of money at one position. And he said, if you look around the league, he said, there's a lot of guys that are making eight, nine million playing goalie. So it basically yeah. said we can kind of afford for 
he didn't give me the math, but he's basically right. saying you can give each guy four-ish and you can live with it. Whereas I thought, boy, that's a lot of money at one position. They seem, could be bluffing, maybe he's got a trade in the works. Right. But seems to me they're okay with both guys being here, both making four-plus. I, I think eventually, it, let's say they both stay here. Camp opens beginning of the year, they're both here. Eventually, Allen's going to leave. They're going to have to move At up. some point, yes. Because you're just not going to be. And the other side is, I think they're also going, I don't know if Billy Huso's ready to be the backup yet. If he, they figure it out in camp or early next year, Billy's ready to play here, be a backup, and Bennington is the guy we think he is, they're going to have to move Allen. But I would, I would, and I wouldn't mind going to Jake's cup party just because he's in Nova Scotia, which is on my list of places to go. So the minor has nothing to do with the player. Now It's, <laughs> it's now all about geography. And I think, too, when you talk about the cap, the fact that the Blues don't have the $11 million guys or guy, right? right? I mean, your two best players or highest paid, O'Reilly and Tarasenko, make a very fair and manageable $7.5 million per year. And, again, that's for your top goal scorer and your best overall player who just won the Selkie and the Con Smythe. And then you can call them hometown discounts or not, but look at some of the deals in the last six months or so. Just start with, you know, a depth guy like Bortuzzo, 1.4 mm-hmm. for three years. Jabo goes from making 5.4 to a one-year deal for 3.25. They saved two million bucks there. You just saved what a million bucks a year on Carl Gunnarsson. So again, you're getting guys back on lesser deals. You're going to have to, of course, pay some of these restricted guys. Bennington. You're going to have to pay Bennington. But man, their cap situation is not bad at all. Hey, this hour presented, or at least this last ten minutes presented by Offenberg Hyundai O'Fallon, Illinois, is where you can find them on the web. Offenberg Hyundai. If you've never been for a test drive, find out what you've been missing. Stop by and see them. Greenmont Road is the exit right off Highway 64. See what the Hyundai brand's about, but also the award-winning service at Offenburg. Offenburg, Hyundai, O'Fallon, Illinois. And appliance discounters with that seventh location. They're closing out their first month. The new one opened in June, June 1st, coming up on their one-month anniversary. Seventh location is the one serving the Maplewood, Richmond Heights area right off Laclede Station Road. Deer Creek Plaza, they have the unique, bold colors. They call it the art of appliance. I wonder if they have a pineapple-colored washer or dryer. They just might. That's what they feature at the Maplewood location. Unique, bold colors for your appliances. They're all around town. Seven locations. Find out more at theappliancediscounters.com. And I know you have the baseball show coming up top of the hour. Quick question for the assembled panel. Do you think pregame... And it'd be a small group of reporters there, St. Louis reporters in San Diego. Do you think Schilt will try and clarify further his points from the other day, or do you think he's moving on and letting it go? Or do you think he's going to feel the need, since it got a lot of play, do you think he will try and clarify? I think it'll come up somehow. It won't be a big deal, but right. maybe somebody will ask him about it, or he'll say, look, I know i got a lot of play. I'm trying to fire the guys up. I don't think it'll be a big deal or controversial. Something will be said about that. You think he'll be asked about it? If not asked, will he bring it up? Well, remember, he he brought up his rant when I asked him about the Blues. So I I don't think that was something that just came about based on my question. It was something that he had went there that day and say, let's fire the boys up before the road trip. Let's try to finish before the All-Star break strong. So he was the one wanting to get that off his chest. And, again, after two days, he's hearing that people are talking about it in the media. So, again, I think it will come up in some small way before the game. But it won't – it'll be small. I don't think it'll get back into it long because he knew all the hometown media were there in front of him. They won't all be there in San Diego. I think he'll 
he might be brought up if one of the beat guarders say something. But I think he's just going to let it slide and let it go and say, all right, I said what I needed to say. Let's see how these guys react on this trip. On-air TV production meeting, early shows, USA versus France. That's your lead, right? It's got to be, right? Well, I think so. 100%. This is a soccer, on, Chuck, this is, is a soccer town. On Fox. It's a hockey town that dabbles in baseball. On okay? Fox, baby. <laughs> the the on script Fox. has flipped. Yeah, looking forward to that. This is a big game. I, it, and this is a, and then you're the soccer guy at this table here. <laughs> Right. Oh, I mean, come on now. No Rammer, Rammer's well, here. On, okay, Rammer's on here. headset, on headset. <laughs> we can put him on headset. But he's like, I'm this good. This is an <laughs> opponent, right, that some people pointed to in part because it's their home right. country. But that may be a team that you, if you're the U.S., that you had to worry about. So if you're loosely paying attention, you just assume they're going to win this cup. This is one to this not is, take for granted. I, I don't want to call any of them a trap game, but it is kind of a trap game for the United States because France is going to bring the best possible game they can bring tonight or this afternoon. They're playing in front of their home, their home country. It's in their backyard. They're going to bring their best possible game. For the United States, with all the talk that's been going on with Rapino shooting her mouth off, if whatever you want to call it or term it, if they lose this game, it'll be really bad for the United States because all the talk of how good we are, we're here to dominate. If they lose this game against France, it's one of those things, guys, where you can talk to talk, but if you don't back it up, it's going to be real quiet on the women's national team for the next four years. I mean, it really will be. Yeah, you guys talk a big game, but until you can go out and back it up, just keep your mouth shut and we'll see you in four years. That's the down with this game. Coverage on Fox starts at 1 and then 2-ish for the start, I believe, for the U.S. women taking on France. STLtaxlawyer.com. If you have any issues with the IRS, STLtaxlawyer.com. Milty. Mark, Mark Milton, our guy, right there by 590. Stop by and see him or get him online if you have issues with the IRS. All right, last thought here. Real quick, look at the only local station that's here to cover Pineapple Palooza, of course, Fox 2. We are everywhere. Wade Smith, photographer to the stars, on the scene right now. It really is. Take that, Channel 5 and 4. It really is an impressive display. Rammer's been around a while. I don't know if if he's ever seen a display of pineapples quite like this. This is huge. It is impressive. Stop by, 50-55 Arsenal. Last question. You can roll it into the baseball show. This week, nine-game trip before the break. Charlie, optimistic yesterday, said he sees a six-three-seven and two run coming. I said I'd bet the house. It's either five and four or four and five. How about this, real quick? Mm. You paid me ten dollars yesterday in our bet. And I you will, forgot we made a bet, and I, I should not have paid. I will rebet you. I will rebet you, <laughs> saying the Cardinals win at least six of the nine. How all about right, that? All right. So another ten on the table. Uh, ten dollars. Cardinals win at least six. At least six. You got winnable games: Padres, Mariners, Giants. I'm just not there confidence-wise. Right. I'm going to save mine for Rammer. Save it. Oh yeah. Ooh, a tease. Ram- now Rammer's yes. mad. Wants- now yes. he wants to talk soccer because I left him out of the equation here. <laughs> all right. For Jimmy Hewer, Charlie Marlowe, me for the last 10, 15 minutes. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed listening, actually, waiting for interviews. I was on the app. Just download the 590 app. I was listening to Dave Peacock talking to Frank. Yeah. I yelled out loud, oh, my God, Tuna's still there. Frank, get him off. We're, we don't want Peacock quitting. <laughs> uh, 590 Baseball is next.